0: I honestly don't know if this is something that I personally feel but there's this song that's been all around I don't know if it's just TikTok or if it's IG it's by Eduardo XD and it's called I don't know it ain't me and it's I don't know the TikTok remix by DJ something like maybe it's just me that feels this way but I think that song just needs to be stopped at this point. Like, I've heard it too many times. I am sick and tired of hearing the beat. I pretty much know it, I don't know, tempo for tempo or beat by beat or whatever. Like, I know exactly what they're gonna say. And worse still, I know exactly how every single person is going to dance to it. It's all the same movements. It's all the same trying to shake their chest even when people know very well that they can't do it like people are constantly advertising their whack ass dancing skills on it and i'm frankly just tired and no i'm not saying this to take a dump on people's dancing skills honestly i know very well i'm not the best dance i can barely dance i pretty much have three left feet but honestly I don't see why it is that people need to continue doing this dance. Like, just let it die. We've heard it enough times. Enough people have tried the dance. Enough people have failed at vibrating their chests at the same frequency as the beat. So I don't see why it is that people are still doing it. Like, this is part of the reason why I don't like trends. Because... Whenever you see people getting into a trend and practicing it, especially when it's one of those dance trends, usually it's good at first, when you see the first video, when you see the first, I don't know, 5, 10 videos. But after that, everything else becomes repetitive, okay, and most likely will end up turning to shit. Which is why I feel like more and more people should be abandoning trends and trying to create their own trend. Because if you have too many trends running, then not everything will actually classify as a trend. Because at the end of the day, it's not that we necessarily like or hate the song, but once the trend kind of is hitting its peak, you're already tired of the song in and of itself. Because like, take for example, the Don't Rush Challenge. Like, babes were, you know, looking pretty good and shit, and you know, they showed how they looked with and without makeup, which showed how quite a number of babes wouldn't be considered shit without that makeup. But you know, at the end of the day, It ended up making a lot of us not like that whole Don't Rush song. Like, a lot of people hear that now and they just think of the challenge and some guys are just tired of it. Then there was the Buss challenge. Personally, I liked it because, you know, we got to see quite a bit of ass. And to be honest, I also did kind of get tired of it because it went for like a week straight. Like, I was just seeing ass, ass, ass. And hell, even though I do actually like ass, hell, I love it. I kind of got to a point and I was tired of the whole thing. And... I can't listen to that song on its own like it's not like a great song but I could have listened to it before but now I just can't I'm I'm honestly just tired of it although the ass I do like to see but at the end of the day it's like you know TikTok has kind of made some of these songs popular but at the same time it's made us no one to listen to them like it's a very interesting paradox to be in But anyways, that aside, in as much as I'd love to continue ranting about how trends have fucked up a lot of things in the game, we do have a podcast to do and possibly we probably won't have any trends in that. So we should probably get into it. So in typical fashion. Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not get in on trends, probably because he doesn't last as long as them. He's a man who once believed that milf was a combination of milk and beef. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Danverby. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now as usual, the trend is pretty simple, or at least you know the drill that I usually use with this is pretty simple. It hasn't changed, it's pretty much been the same thing the entire time, almost sounds like a song, and it works every single time you want to send me a tweet that I should discuss on this show, and it goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at Bagaka the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle where i go in and i pull the tweets from the dms and i take them and i discuss them and break them down on facebook and on instagram because people take screenshots people have screen grabs from twitter you can send them to at Breaktime on West Side on facebook and at Breaktime on West Side on instagram and i will take them from that and i will break them down Now, I do want to get straight into the tweets, and I am going to start with one, but this one is fairly long. It was a certain Twitter influencer who had received a very long message and wanted some advice. It was something very relationship related, and it's a very, very long message. So I'm just going to start by reading it, and then I'll kind of give my two cents on this entire thing. So here it goes. Hi. I have been dating this lady for one and a half years now and she has been super supportive because there was a time I lost my job around COVID time and she was the one footing most of the bills. Things have been tough on my side ever since I lost my job but fortunately I have landed a nice job in Qatar for two years and will be travelling next month. The lady is currently pregnant and the due date is next month and I knew the baby was mine but I just realized that November last year she cheated on me without protection. Since I got some text on her phone with another guy because the guy was even asking if the pregnancy was his. So I'm confused because the baby will be born when I'm not in Kenya so that I do a DNA test immediately. The lady still doesn't know that I know that she cheated. So what should I do because I'm traveling next week and this newborn will need child support but I'm not sure if he or she is my kid. Should I support the kid till I come back so that I can do the DNA test? Or should I just wait till I come back to Kenya so that I can do the DNA test so that I start supporting the child if he or she is mine because I'm planning to break up with a lady? Kindly advice. Thanks, bro. Blah, blah. Hide my ID. Blah, blah. Okay. Now, this seems like a pretty interesting situation because Shori supported the guy and Shori cheated on the guy, supposedly, with another dude. And... This is, this is probably one of the tougher situations to handle because this isn't a typical dilemma because normally if, if the guy was here and he had started working while he was here, it would have been a case of, all right, let's wait for the kid. Let's do the DNA test. And apparently I was even being told not too long ago that you can even do a DNA test even before the baby is born. Although I'm not entirely sure about that. So it's a bit ish-ish on my end. But personally speaking if you want to break up with her when you come back then you should probably start by paying the child support yes i get it paying child support for a kid that isn't yours isn't something good trust me no one wants to do that not unless if you're adopting a kid of your own or unless you're stupid in love or some shit i don't know but either way i don't think there's any guy that wants to be paying child support for a child that isn't theirs so this is one of those times where it's like okay which one matters to you more the money that you're going to spend or the scenario the the experience of dropping the babe when you come back because if you value the money a little bit more then obviously you can still find a way to do the dna test because in as much as it's usually advised that the father be there for the DNA test, you can still use another next of kin. Somebody from your bloodline can actually step in. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I think either the mother or the father of, of, of the man can actually come in and be used to like do a DNA test to a certain if the child is theirs because I think that's something about genetic makeup, blah, blah, blah. But ideally, the DNA should have the best matches with the parents. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about a sibling though, but usually with parents, it'll probably work. So he can have this done and he can decide whether he's gonna be paying child support or not when the baby comes after they've done the DNA test as like them as like a family thing like they can make it a family thing you know he leaves goes outside the country but he's like you know what i'm gonna have my brother come around to help you blah 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 and once the baby comes you know he can always just go and swipe a little bit of that saliva go use a bit of like the parents hair or something and do a dna test it's all entirely possible but on the flip side if the experience of ending things once you come back is a lot better or at least a lot more worthwhile than the money then by all means go and pay the child support go and pay for it and act like nothing is there because the experience of telling somebody that i know you cheated and i am ending things because of that can sometimes be a lot more fulfilling than money in and of itself so the money might be a small price to pay depending on who it is uh but at the end of the day i honestly feel like this guy is going to end the relationship either way whether the baby comes or not and by the way he sounds he doesn't think the baby is his at any given point he's probably suspecting that this babe went cheated with this guy and definitely had the baby from this guy it's just that now he wants to be sure for himself and he wants to check but either way man is probably gonna end the relationship so whether the baby is his or isn't i honestly don't really see anything to advise here because the relationship is pretty much going to be over so that being said we should probably move it on so on to our first tweet always know that someone will do much less than you and reap the same benefits okay when you kind of think about this statement in a very general sense then it's a very simple way to define privilege because in a sense this is this is kind of how being privileged is and this is part of the reason why i say everyone has some sort of privilege some sort of unique advantage that makes them special that gives them an advantage that means that they don't have to do something as hard as a lot of other people and they will manage to get good the same, if not better results than a lot of the other people. And this is part of the reason why I usually sit back and I'm like, you know, what, as much as women can talk about male privilege, they have privileges too. But that aside, that aside, when the guy was doing this tweet, I know it was sort of in relation to getting babes and banging babes. And I do agree. There's a lot of guys that will do a lot less and get to bang a babe for close to nothing like there's guys that will take a babe out on a date that will try to show a babe a good time that will text with them constantly every single day of like a month call them you know take them out on dates take them for road trips and so on just to bang once and there's other guys that will pretty much go ahead to that babe meet them for the first time and in under 24 hours they've banged them and they can probably continue banging them consistently and they'll probably be doing it for zero. They will be contributing absolutely zero money unless it's them taking themselves or I don't know, paying for the food that she'll eat once she comes to your place to smash or some shit. Like there are guys that will do that. And you know, both sets of guys usually tend to exist on the playing field. And the unfortunate side of it is you find a lot of guys that are on the I can bang a babe for close to nothing are the loudest ones right now are the ones that will come out to make it look like oh you know doing so much for a babe is a bad thing of which personally i think game is game however it is that you manage to get the goods as long as you got the goods then you should be all right but at the same time you shouldn't beg for it as long as you got it and you didn't beg for it then you should be okay with yourself now obviously if a guy managed to get it for a lot less then it just means that he's lucky and he's privileged enough to get that Because the biggest misconception that comes with this whole statement of nice guys finish last in this entire analogy is that nice guys don't actually get good shit. Nice guys actually get really good shit. It's just that it's unfortunate that for them, they tend to be the long game, not the fun one. Like, let me just explain that for a little bit. A shorty will give it up to a not so nice guy, they'll probably give it up to an asshole quite a bit, but the nice guy will end up getting it last. The only difference is this not-so-nice guy will probably be getting it a hell of a lot more, but the con of him not being a nice person is that he will get it a hell of a lot more, but he won't get it for a long time. He'll probably get it a bunch of times, but the babe will be like, you know what, never again. With a nice guy, if she chooses to settle down with you, then you'll probably be getting it for the rest of your life, provided, you know, one of you doesn't break shit up or anything. But for the most part, Nice guys do actually get good shit, it's just that they tend to get it a lot later, but they will get it a lot longer. The guys that get it a lot easier and a lot quicker, they probably don't end up chilling with that for a very long time. So in all honesty, I don't think one side should make another side feel bad for this, I think it's just a matter of strategy and how you behave. Frankly, I feel like if you want to be at the best side of this, be an asshole for most of your life when you just want to smash random babes, but when you want to settle down, go ahead and be a nice guy. Then that way, you should probably get the best of both worlds. But anyways, that being said, we should move it on, so on to our next tweet. Somebody said, you guys think people only need to heal from bad relationships? Truth is." People are healing from hateful parents, academic problems, sibling feuds, betrayal from friends. Not everything is about relationships. So heal, young queens and kings. Heal. I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that actually knows this for sure. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm a little dumb for thinking this, but isn't everything here that's just been mentioned a relationship? Like Okay, fine, I get it, I get it, you know, that's the romantic relationship and shit and that's usually what I talk about. But guess what? I'm discussing these relationships here because technically all of these are actually relationships because look at it like this. Healing from hateful parents, that's a bad relationship with your parents, right? Academic problems, that's a bad relationship with your books. Sibling feuds, that's a bad relationship with your siblings. And betrayal from friends, that's a bad relationship within your social circles. So, in a sense, everything that he said here is about relationships. And I think if anything, all of these relationships, at least all the interpersonal relationships usually connect and one usually helps determine the other a lot more than most people think. Because when you actually think about it, yes, you can say that somebody with healing from hateful parents can be a good boyfriend or a good girlfriend. But I can tell you for a fact that somebody who has a good relationship with their parents is probably not going to be a toxic partner in the relationship. Just go and check this out. Like honestly, if you find somebody with a good healthy relationship with their parents, it's very hard for them to be a toxic partner in their relationship. If you find somebody who has an amazing relationship with their sibling, then it's also very hard for them to be a toxic partner because your siblings will call you out on such shit like even you can go back to the parents one if your parents have a great relationship with you then they will always talk to you about having good relationships and they will try and talk to you and try and make sure that you are nurtured into a very good human being yes not all parents are good not all siblings are going to be perfect but they will at least try and make sure that you are a good person overall so in a sense it is actually a pretty good thing to have a good relationship with your parents and with your siblings. Then when you look at your social circles, if you're the one that's always the problematic one within your social circles, then there's a pretty good chance that your relationship is probably going to be toxic. If you are in a social circle that tends to have issues all the time, then you're either going to be the toxic one in the relationship or you might need to leave your toxic friends so that you can have a good relationship. Like that's just how it is so ideally all of these interpersonal relationships they actually tend to connect whenever people try to make it seem as though oh you know they're a shit friend but an amazing boyfriend or you know they're a shit son but an amazing boyfriend or they're a bad boyfriend but an amazing son then at the end of the day as a person you become fairly inconsistent now of course there are circumstances and there are people who are exceptions to this entire principle does that mean that they're bad people No, but they become harder to gauge from a romantic relationship standpoint. So, either way, it can be true, it can be false. Just try and maintain good interpersonal relationships along the entire way. Anyways, on to our final tweet. Don't marry a rich man, marry a good man. He will spend his life trying to keep you happy. No rich man can buy that. Said by Anonymous and this is probably very true but at the same time possibly bs advice because the way i look at it this in a sense kind of vilifies the rich man but at the same time makes it easier for the sim to get a babe using this statement because ideally if you have a guy that is going to spend his entire life trying to keep you happy then that pretty much classifies as a simp by modern day standards or at least by the standards in which a lot of guys really discuss this shit because here's the thing um i think ideally a woman usually tends to look for a good rich man that won't cheat on them that will strive to make them happy that can you know probably help them catch both flights and feelings you know good ones and all of that is is a very perfect scenario and any babe that can get such, by all means, if this man loves you and you love him and you're in that situation, do not let him go, like hold on to him with every single one of your limbs, plus whichever extra ones you might be hiding. But if you don't manage to get a rich guy, then it's still okay, there's a lot of good guys with a lot of potential that will make you happy or that at least you will end up being happy with. But the idea of marrying a good man or a rich man? I don't entirely believe in that idea because what version of good is good? Because if he is good to you and you know, he has a good character, but he's not a good performer at work. And because of that, he hasn't been able to be promoted and you know, make tons of money. Then does that mean that he's any less of a good man? If he's good to you, but he's not good enough to like the waitstaff, does that make him any less of a good man? If he's good to you but he's not, I don't know, good between the sheets, does that make him any less good? Like, the idea of going for a good man, quote-unquote, is very subjective. Personally, I feel like that's very, very subjective. Because he can be a good man with good character, but be bad with finances. It doesn't necessarily classify him as a bad man, but it also doesn't classify him as a very rich one. So, at the end of the day, I think it just becomes a very subjective thing to decide what a good man is. And personally, if any guy was to ever come across this statement and has listened to this podcast, then you'll probably get this advice when I'm telling you, ignore this piece of shit and continue striving to be the best version of yourself that can be. Now, definitely not every guy usually looks at the best version of themselves as like rich, but ideally building some sort of financial stability is a good thing. Like, Don't go for this mumbo-jumbo crap of, oh, you know, be a good man, not a rich man. No, No, go and strive to be the best version of yourself that can be. If being a rich man is among that, please go for it. Because at the end of the day, women can read this shit, but it doesn't mean that they'll all follow it. And trust me, if you're a rich man, you have a lot better chances than if you're not. So by all means, go become the best version of yourself. If you end up being a good rich man then you will be the catch of the century and you know all good to you and you'll probably have the best chances with babes for you know long-term relationships and shit but even though you end up being a rich filthy asshole well you'll still have a lot more chances to get with babes than a lot of the guys that aren't rich so if you're a guy by all means chase the best that you can but if you're a babe what i can tell you instead of this is the ideal is always going to be a good rich man but in case you don't get the ideal always remember that there's gonna be good men and there's gonna be rich men and depending on your standards you're gonna go for one against the other so you better be ready for the consequences that come with it but Either way, I could be wrong about this, just the same way I could be wrong about a ton of other things on this episode. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter, it is at Bagaka the D, which happens to be my personal handle. On Facebook and Instagram, it is at Breaktime On our side. Slide into the DMs, drop your thoughts and comments. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care.